that we would want people to jump onto the bandwagon. Oh, um, young, young. You have to make you around the same time, you know. Okay. So it's something yeah. to consider. Should we yeah. Hold on? Okay, we'll see how yeah, it goes. We'll figure it all out. Uh, okay. From there. So, so again, if, if you mention, oh, this today's daf. Again, reminder, it's not. Uh, it's not today. It's not today. This will be. This will be a generic. I'm sorry for my kid. This will be a generic uh, discussion. Yes. No, exactly. no dates. No yes. time. If we have no, a date, we're limited. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Great. Okay, so good. Good. Robbie, we're good. Tissues. We have tissues. Of course. Yes. Good. Anything else Robbie needs? Put away the straw so it doesn't look, you know, messy coffee, I guess, makes it look, you know, like, you know. <laughs> coffee makes it real. Yeah. You gotta have That's all I do. You have your coffee. Yeah, like, so I'm going to start off. That's by the way, coffee and dafyami are like synonymous. They go hand in hand. Yeah, without, without. You, you can't stay away. Can I just tell you one thing <laughs> I was told by Rebruvian and science thing, and you'll tell me if you say it. Uh, I, I once said a shear, and, and, um. I was, it was, it said, how do women have a schuss? So a woman came over to me and says that they wait for their husbands until they come home from Shir. And they, she said, I'm single. How do mm-hmm. I have a schuss? Mm-hmm. So I said, wow, I didn't think of that. Like, so I asked for proving. So this one told me, he says that she should give money for coffee for the base manager. Oh. Why? Because coffee goes straight into your learning. Wow. Everything else that you give, you know, gets around to helping you learn. When you drink a coffee, you learn better. <laughs> You're more awake. You're not falling asleep. Sure. I tried by us. We have that It's okay to have coffee before shacharis. Yeah. Okay. Know, but it is by no, but I'm going to see cake too. Anything to help us with that. Yeah. Right here in, in the Halacha book, it says, in, you know, these, they have these books like, you know, what the Seder Hayyim is. It says, uh, drink the coffee. You know, oh, it's, in other words, you have to it. drink a coffee. It's not, you know, because that's going to make you down better. I don't know. Exactly. The truth is, I, I, I used to, when I was younger, I was from her, and I used to not drink coffee or anything before oh, that. And one time, I, I was. <laughs> you know, it's, you're young and you're idealistic. And then one day, shall I faint? I mean, I didn't literally faint, but like, I was like, you know, I was like this. I said, that's it. After this, I see, I got to have a coffee. It doesn't work. You know, Same so here. You know, then, you know, as you get older, you need coffee. What can you do? That's why it's That's the whole idea of shoes, eating dairy. So you can have coffee to stay up all night. Right. <laughs> there you go. And then, now you have a new shot. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm going to start with my ancient looking here, and then we're talking. We're, we're, gonna, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking Torah. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. And um, uh, the great unifier. The Afrim, the great unifier. Okay, great. Honey, Mark, not time be. We're ready. Maybe you know his father, Manny Bahar, very active. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of my father, actually. The way, yeah. the way you speak and stuff. Oh, yeah, the question. Yeah. It's funny. Everybody knows who your father is. Okay. Yeah. Manny Bahar. Yeah. Oh, you know, we had here uh, last week, you're from Silver. Oh, you're welcome. You yeah, told me he was here. He you said you went around registration. Yeah. Right, because very, yeah, very good. Yeah, it's very, very, very important. important. Very important. Okay. Okay. Honey, Mark. Get set and... Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of our Torah Talks, Chazak's Tuesday night programs with special guests. Tonight we have with us a very special guest, a very dear friend of Chazak, the Executive Director of Agudatha Israel of America, Rabbi Leibish Becker, Shlita Rabbi, welcome, Shalom Aleichem. Oh, what an honor it is to have you here at the headquarters. How are you doing, Rabbi? It's good. Wonderful to be here. At the center, the nerve center of Pali. And tonight's topic is really exciting. Daf Yomi, the great unifier. And uh, we're talking to Rabbi Daf Yomi. And I got to tell you that uh, Rabbi Leibish Becker is the one that got Chazak involved with the whole Daf Yomi movement. Baruch Hashem. With uh, our Shir and programs we have it every single day Baruch Hashem it's going very very strong and uh, before we jump into the topic Rabbi if you give our audience a little bit of a background a little bit about yourself and the great work you're involved with 
Sure. So we'll start with me, uh, I guess. We'll start, start at the beginning. And uh, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Really? And yeah, my father was involved there for 40 years. Uh, he, was, he came from uh, Poland and he learned Rabshim Shkop, which is uh, famous Rabshim Shkop, and in Volozhin. As a matter of fact, he told me an interesting thing. We're talking about Kavd HaTayra, and he said when he learned the Bialystok when he was 11 years old, the people of the city stood up for the Bachram. 11 really? years old wow. of Kavd HaTayra, because they appreciated what Tyra is. And that's really, we're going to get into Dafyomi soon, and we'll see that's. Really covered Atari, the entire concept of Dafyomi. So Baruch Hashem, so I grew up in Milwaukee. I went to the I went to Yeshiva in Chicago. I was in the, the Mirror in Eretz Yisrael by Chaim Shmulevitz, and then I went to Lakewood. And uh, I, for Kyle, I was in the Mirror in New York. And uh, then what happened? Very interesting thing. I was flying to Milwaukee uh, for Pesach. My father was not well at that time, and I was flying back. And there was a, there was a like a middle aged man on the plane. And he calls me and says, younger man, you know, come and talk to me. And, you know, my wife said at that moment she should have known what the rest of life was going to be like. As I left her, I apologized, left her and my two-year-old son. And I went and I sat next to him. And he asked me, he says, um, I said, what are you doing here? So he says, there's a Mr. Schwartz from South America who came to Milwaukee to have a heart operation. And I'm flying from New York for two hours to Bivaka uh, Chayla and then going back to New York. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, you know, my father, and um, I'm in the mirror Kyle. And he says, are you looking to go out of Kyle to do something? And I said, yeah, I'd like to go some sort of cloud work or Rebbe or something. So he tells me, he says, you know, you seem like a fine younger man. He says, go to the Agoda, to Shmuel Bloom, and tell him that Benny Fishoff sent you. Oh, wow. Benny Fishoff, as you know, tells. was the chairman of the board of Agoda Israel for 50 years. So My he, uncle's neighbor. Oh, right, he lived right here in Queens. Right, yeah. So, so the Bashert, I was thinking about it, and I, I wrote an article called Should Have Made in Heaven, because literally it was up in the airplane. <laughs> and it was, it was wild, you think of it. A man from South America, of all places, comes to all places in Milwaukee, which is, I, I didn't even know they had heart hospitals, you know? And, he, and, and, a, and a man comes for two hours. I happened to be on that plane, and in those days there weren't a lot of from people on planes to Milwaukee. I meet the chairman of the board of the Agoda, and he tells me to go to the Agoda and, and get your job. And I did. I came to the Agoda. I met Rabbi Bloom. I met five different people. I ended up Rabbi Sher's office, and Rabbi Sher says to me, he says, you know, he says, you know, if you come and you work here, you'll influence thousands of people. That was what he told me. And I thought he was like a, a little bit, you know, <laughs> exaggerating. But boy, was he right! Unbelievable! Yeah, so wow. Hashem, and they, they, you know, they got me. As I start out with Torah projects. Barsham, one of the companies, the Shira Rabbi Saul Reisman, we started that year wow. with twelve Motsay people. Shabbat. Oh, wow. Shabbat Shir. oh my god! Uh, we started. I went around to all my friends. I said, I'm starting a new year, and I don't want to be embarrassed. Can you come one time? <laughs> oh, I got to come one time. And when he finished that year. They came back and he said, we've never heard a show like this wow. in our life. Some of them are still there 38 years later. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, Barton, Unbelievable. So that's, that's my, yeah, so, so that's what I've been involved with in the Torah aspects, the youth, and Bechal, building a good Israel around the country. Those have been the areas in which I've been at the Swiss of being all of these years. And uh, 
Unbelievable. It's been wow. Wonderful. It's been wonderful. <laughs> that story is unreal. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Just out of nowhere. I mean, you know, know, it's, it's the word. It's like a shared square. You know, like, how does that, how does, how does, what are the chances? Wow. Yeah, what are the chances? Exactly. What did he see? Like, out of nowhere, Benny Fisher. Like, Benny Fisher is like, sitting on a plane to Milwaukee. How? It's probably the only time in his life. He probably never heard of Milwaukee. You know, <laughs> me. Went there one time wow. in his life. I was there. Very, very powerful. Very, so very good. Everything is Minashim. Everything is from heaven. And and that's, uh, why that's why we're here at Baruch Hashem. So before we get to the, the topic of, uh, you know, today, Daf Yomi, right. let, let, let's take it back to the to the origins of Davyome. How did it all start? What sure. is the history? So we've all heard about Rabbi Shapiro being the one behind right. it. But Rabbi, you probably know the best. Right. So I, had, so I had a great close. My, my grandfather was known as the Ozhar of a Rebbe, uh, the Bear Moshe. And um, he was, he wrote Sefer, the Bear Moshe, in the age dos. And he grew up in Poland, and in that neck of the woods, I guess, in, uh, in the, he came from a city called Ozhirov. And he knew Rameyar Shapiro, and they were friends. And they came in 1921, as part of the first Mishlachas to help build, bring Agudas Yisrael to America. In 1923, Rameir Shapir was 33 years old. He had not founded Lublini Yeshiva yet. He was a uh, Rav of a city. I don't remember the name of the city. He was a Rav of a city. And he came to the Pavitz Chaim, and he had an idea. And he had the idea of the Dafyomi. And when he spoke about the Dafyomi, so what he said was, and this is why we call it the Great Unifier, what, what Rameir Shapir said in his original speech was, let's take a look at the Daf of the Gemara. The Daf of the Gemara, the Gemara was written in Bavel. Rashi is from France. Taisvis is from Germany, right? The Rif was from North Africa. The Ran was from Spain. The Rishash was from Poland. I mean, you go, the Dolnagon was from Lithuania. I mean, you name it. You, it's maybe the Maybe right, maybe nobody was from Japan. I don't know. <laughs> maybe there was. So he said... This is what Dafyomi is going to be. It's going to unify the world. He said, we're going to make a shear that if, and he said this, if you go to Australia, or Australia, <laughs> you will be able to sit down, and I've done it, by the way, it works, you'll sit down in the shear, and you'll be one of the on guys. On the same page. Yeah. And you'll be literally on the on same page. Literally, literally <laughs> on the same page. And, it, and it's worse, you wow. go into any shear anywhere. So he brought this to the Chavetz Chaim. And the Chavetz Chaim, being the genius that he was, immediately understood and seized it. And he says, I want you to present this. Right then was the, was the, um, the Kassir Vidola, the first Kassir Vidola of a good show when you come to the office in Yotzeh Shema. I've been there, pic, I've seen the picture. The pic, you course, saw the picture yes. of the, of the Kassir Vidola. It was very, very, it's very impressive. And he says, I want you to present it. Wow. He said, but listen to this when he said, he said, I want you to come late. Come late. Come, I want you to come late. Your membership appears, come late. I come late. All these, these great rabbis, all these great rabbanim are sitting on the dais. I'm a 33-year-old you know, young man. I'm going to come late. He's, trust me. Mm-hmm. Walking late. So they're all sitting there. And we've all seen the picture of the Chofetz Chaim. Remember that video that went around a yes, couple of years ago? So you yeah. saw the Chofetz Chaim. That was going to that Knesset Gadola live. That's why, by the way, you see all the pictures of the people, and they're looking at the camera because they're waiting for them to take the picture. movie <laughs> cameras. So Mayor Shapiro comes in. They're all sitting down. Everybody's there. Every Mayor Shapiro comes in, and the Chafetz Chaim stands up for him. And the place went nuts. The Chafetz Chaim stood up for this young man with a black beard, a beautiful, you know, <laughs> nice black beard, you know. And everybody stood up. Wow. That it was that was because what the Chafetz Chaim was worried. We all know that. We all we, we just read the Haggadah, right? Mm-hmm. So what did we learn? 
Rav Lozav and Azariah ran, he convinced Shimon Shalom like 70 years. Why, why, what does that mean? They said because he was 18. <laughs> and they wanted to make him the head of the of the of the, uh, the, of the Sanhedrin. And then he said, on the 18th, they're going to laugh at me. Like, yeah, why, so he saw Shem made that he should have 18 rows, different Shatim. He wow. had to look older. So he knew that Rebbein Shapiro, all the older people are going to say, who is he? Yeah, what does he think he is? Who does he, he think he is? Up with? <laughs> once the Chavitz Chaim stuff for him, ah. that was it. That's why he wanted that to was the greatest of the Chavitz Chaim. Chavitz Chaim. That was the greatest ah. of the Chavitz Chaim. Then he thought of this. This is the Chavitz Chaim stuff. Ooh. So he thought of it, so he came in, and he had this booming, deep voice. Wow. So you were, remember, they didn't have microphones in those oh, days, right? And they had the thousands of people. Rebbein Shapiro's Right, he's inspiring. He was, a, he, was a, he was a spellbinding orator. He was able to speak in everyone. And he told this over, what I just said, about this is going to unify Claudius Yisrael. And this was where the idea of Dachyoni at that moment, and I read newspaper accounts of it, it it set the place on fire. You know, sometimes you have a good idea, but it takes a while till they get it. The place went on fire. They said right away, whoa. We're in. They understood it, and they were in. So they started that day, that no. night. Oh, here's the, the story. The story, co- the story continues. <laughs> That's not over yet. Because as we all know, you're in the Chizuk, Chazak, Chizuk. So as you all know, the Chizuk lasts for... Uh, a, few hour, a few minutes, uh, <laughs> maybe a few minutes, <laughs> a day. Continent spray, yeah, right? That, right. You have to, you have to grab it while it's hot. That's right. what I remember. Rabbi Fran to see him shots. Remember, Aww. seize the moment, oh cherish God. the moment. <laughs> you know, like, grab I, it. I, I still hear it. So, so the, between the sea, between the Kasiyadola and the beginning of Dafyom, because they were starting for Rosh Hashanah of that year. So it, 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 uh, it was about three months. Because oh. the was around this time. That's a very long time period from the right, exactly. to last. Right, exactly. And they had no way of, you know, there wasn't the type of means we have. You know? <laughs> so what happened was, on the first night of Rosh Hashanah, the Dafyomi, despite the idea, and you can have a great idea, but it was sort of hanging in the balance. And then something happened that made Dafyomi forever. In those days, the Ger Hasidim had over 100,000 Hasidim in Europe. Unfortunately, you know, and they and, and the Ger Rebbe was one of the legends. First, he was one of the founders of the Gersh Yisrael, together with the Chavzheim and Rechaim Meisel, the Chark of the Rebbe. And he said, after Mincha, he tells his Gabbai, go to the Shorm Shank and get me a Brachas Kumar. I'm starting Daf Yomi right now. Now, if you know what a Rebbe is like, everyone follows. Run, they literally fly off the shelves. When they say they fly off the shelves, they flew off the shelves. And within minutes, the whole place learned Dafyomi. Wow. And that's what, that's what made Dafyomi. That's what launched it and turned the idea into the concrete because of what the Gear Rebbe did. And then they started printing it and they you know, made the Dafyomi. Mean, I mean, now that, you know, I remember before the art school started, the Aguri used to print. A little shots. There were these little. I should have brought you one. You know, nice to have show and tell. We so. I didn't think of it. Anyway, they had little gemaras that the the used to print in order that people should be able to learn it on the on the trains, on, on the buses, the way to work, so wherever they are. Yeah, so wherever they are. So, so, so that's so the that, origins. That's, that's how it all started. Yeah, We're going back nineteen nineteen twenty three. So wait a second. Wow. Next year is the hundredth anniversary of the Tafyani. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then just 2023. 2023. Wow. 2023, right. <laughs> we were talking about like you being born in the <laughs> So, yeah, so it's a 100th anniversary. It's a 100 years that the Dafyomi, next year will be the 100th anniversary of Dafyomi. So, yeah, so, so that's how it got started. But, you know, but the history of Dafyomi itself is totally fascinating of how it grew. 
Yeah, so that's what I wanted yeah. to ask you. So yeah. uh, with what I understand, I remember the scene we had for uh, the scene we had a scene with Shas, of course. With then we had the scene with Brachot right before COVID. And you remember you were having this great honor being packed. It was a full house. Oh, it's so exciting. And the excitement is still going on. I mean, the, the dance, dance was, the, it was, was un, uh, the energy was amazing. And uh, I remember vividly that you said that when you got involved with the Gura, the first scene, you had approximately 5,000 people there, more or less. And today we know Kenaina are playing I'm saying, aside from at Light Stadium, which is close to 100,000 people, and this year, there was this past scene, there was uh, the Barclay Center as well. And then all over the world, I think the estimate is a half a million people. Yeah, half a million people. So Rabbi Becker, we and I are just to have to speak to the <laughs> man behind it. Again, he's not going to take the credit for it. I think there's a lot of great people involved with it. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Five thousand to half a million. How did that growth happen? Guide us through the, 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 the way. Uh, okay, sure. So let's go back to Europe. Yeah. Because there, the Dafyomi actually went through, a, 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 sadly, almost near death. And then there was a the Holocaust. But what happened in 1930 was the first scene of Dafyomi. Right, it, it was 1920 1930. It's very interesting. I didn't realize until recently. I mentioned to you my grandfather, who was a friend of, of, of uh, Mary Shapiro. In 1930, he made a scene Hashas for the tenth time. Wow, your shots. grandfather? My grandfather learned shots Whoa. ten times. There's a picture in the Bronx that Vadarabhan in the Bronx sent out an invitation to Ajra Rebbe ten times. And I was, I was beautiful. He did ten times. never thought about it until I realized that was in 1930. Maybe it was a gift to his friend, the mayor. You never know. So your grandfather finished so, for the tenth time, and many people that the, joined the Dafyomi did that it. That was the first their first time. time. The scene was, was the in the wind. Yes, it was thousands and thousands of pictures. There's pictures of it. There's a book. You know, I'm, you know, you're gonna have to come to the office again. I will <laughs> give you all the material because if you read it, it just it's wonderful it's, and it's so inspiring. But there's a there's pictures of the first scene where Mayor Shapiro spoke. Wow. This was this was his. And I can you know, just imagine the days of all that he does. Oh yeah, and, and he there's a picture of him standing on like the balcony of, of the Lublinian Shiva. If you've ever been there, it's a very impressive building. Yeah, by that time he had the Lublinian Shiva, and they had thousands and thousands of people. So the scene was in the Lublinian right. Shiva. Yeah, oh, it was wow. in the Lublinian Shiva. The next scene. Was already it was already the sad time it was 1938, and it was right before the war. So already it was subdued. In other words, right. you know, you're not going to make everyone know. Uh, we 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 people think that that people did not know what was coming. People knew what was coming. They right. knew, and they tried to get out. Many of them, and you know, there was no seam for the. There was a there was a seam, but there was a subdued seam. Yeah, it was a small seam. They didn't make they didn't make it like a big thing. 1946. Was the next seum that was right after the war. Right. So again, it was, and there were very few people learning Dafyomi. That was when the the Holocaust survivors just rebuilding themselves and coming to America. Uh, there were some Dafyomi Shurim, but it wasn't a major thing. As a matter of fact, I heard I can only say I heard this that in the 1960 dinner of Agudas Yisrael, that Rebarn Cutler, great Rebarn Cutler, got up and said, "Mazel Tov to the Dafyomi learners tonight to see Mishas." Yeah. Yeah, at the dinner, because there already wasn't, there was nothing doing. So, by 1968, already there was, there was shroom going on, they started to rebuild, there were people, now these survivors were in Bar Park, and they all started making shroom, and they started learning together, and it started, you know, the, 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 there were people in other cities as well, Chicago, Los Angeles, started yeah, to build yeah. up all of these places, everywhere there was, there was a shul, there was a, you know, they started to be a daf, you know, it started, it started to grow, and they made a seal, 
in, I was told, in 1968 in the Beis of, of Borough Park oh, wow. for like 300 people. This was the Goethe's of America? This was the good. no, there was a Rabbi Lish, Lish at that time. I'm not sure, this is before my time, so I don't right. know I was a kid. So even I was a kid at some point. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was the Agud. The Agud was probably, I'm sure, right. Rabbi Borchardt, Rabbi. The, the Dafyomi, um, um, the Dafyomi Commission was founded by this Rabbi Lish and Rabbi Chatzko Besser. That was already in, the, in either the late 60s or in the 70s. They founded the Dafyomi Commission, whose job was to propagate Dafyomi, put ads, yeah, you know, make, the, word out, make these Gemaras, get the word out. So the publicity started at that point, and that really helped it grow. Now, as we know from the Gemara, you're, you're in Talmud Kochim, you're in Dafyomi, I'm sure. Yeah, so, Dafyomi's yeah, the one of the best things that's, Yeah, that is, <laughs> you know, I don't have to sell you, but you know that it says that uh, that Abayah said that when I hear that they're making a, uh, the Tzur Rabbana, or Fidichay Masata, Abit's the concept of seum was already in the Gemara, right? So that time, so why do you make a seum? Because there's nothing like a seum that makes you want to do it. I cannot tell you how many people told me they finished Shas once, twice, three, four times, all because of Zimah Shas. Of course. That's that energy, energy over there is just unbelievable. Is you, want, you don't want to just be a spectator, but you want to be a part of it. That's what I'm saying. So people, a group from Baltimore, came from Baltimore, and, and, and remember the guy telling me, he says, we drove from Baltimore, and on our way there, we're going to go to Zimah Shas. It's going to be fun. Yeah. On the way back, we said to ourselves, we can't go to the next one like this. we got to be part of this. <laughs> we got <laughs> to be part of it. And they did. Wow. They learned Shas together. So once you start... It's Once you start, you can't stop. It's like addictive, you know? Very addictive. <laughs> you, you gotta, I can't expire, I can't end my day until I have that daf done with it. It's, that's it's right. like a must. Yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah. Was no 1968, we're up to base Yaakov, 300 people. Wow, the 300 people. And then, you, then, then 1975, so let's keep going. 1975, they moved... By the way, every seven and a half years. Every seven, right. right. <laughs> seven, oh, that's right, we should make... Right, it takes a 20, let's go down to some of the basics. Yeah. Uh, the, the Talmud is 2,711 pages, that means... Both I always remember by thinking about two seven elevens. By the way, it wasn't always twenty seven eleven. In 1968, it changed. They added 11 blot, they added 11 daf, because there was one Masechta, there was one tractate called Shkolem. Shkolem mm, deals yeah, with yeah. the giving the money to the base of Migdash. Every gives a half a shekel. You remember yeah, the and you give a half a shekel, and it was too hard to learn. It was it's, it's your shalmi, right. and it's very dense, and people complain they can't do it in 13 days. Mm. So they went to the Metzgadolia Torah of that time, and Rabbi Bloom tells me the Serb Shmuel Bloom, because it was his uncle, oh. and they went to Metzgadolia and said, we can't do it, please allow it to go to the other shots from Slavita to Vilna. There was the Slavita was friends from Meir Shapiro, so it was the Slavita Shas that was used for the Seder Dafyomi, that's why it's Beya, Yuma, Sukkah, and so on. Right. And, but that was set that they went to the Vilna, so it's 24 blot. Mm. So 11 blot were added. So it was actually 2700 when they started, they added 11 blot at that point. So it's a little, little you know, a fun fact. <laughs> fun fact, <laughs> fun fact, <laughs> fact about the Ivy, you know? So anyway, so they, they went to what's called the Manhattan Center. It's still there on 34th Street and... Um, and like 7th and 8th Avenue. How many Avenue. people were there? So about 1,200. 1,200, wow. Now it's starting to grow. So from 300 to 1,200. To 300, from zero, no, from zero, right. 68, you know, from, from 300 to 1,200, and 60 was zero. So That's it right. went, you know, so it's now up to 1,200. Enter me. <laughs> so Bad time. So, they, so here, my first one was 1982. 
So here's what happens in 1982. There's a nice story that goes with it. So I was standing in this, what looked to me the biggest hall I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Remember from walking, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, right. It's a smaller place. So, so we're looking at this, and there's all these seats. And I'm there with Rabbi Borchardt and Rabbi Besser, and we're deciding, you know, what do we do if we don't fill it up? It's going to be like an embarrassment right. for it, you know? Yeah. So we decided to tell everyone's under construction, we'll put up sheets over some of the seats. Oh, cover so we can cover them up and we can tell them that that's what we So what happened was, is that Rabbi Sheriff Zetzal, you know, Rabbi Misha Sheriff, came up with an idea, and he said people like to be invited to something. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a ticket that says, um, admit one. Oh, wow. So they made tickets... 10,000, they figure 10,000 tickets will be... Uh, 10,000 seats in the zone? No, there's only four and a half. <laughs> but you know, you assume that, don't, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, people are... Well, it's people. like people do coupons, yes, you know, for yes. the supermarket. You assume a certain level, you figure 4,500 seats, 10,000 should be fine. Well, guess sure. what? We underestimated comedies. Because <laughs> they all came... And we had about 4,000 people standing outside, waving their ticket. But I got a ticket, says oh it, one. God. And amongst them was our very own Rabbi Avram Nissen Pearl. Oh, wow. Who, who remembers waving his ticket. Uh, <laughs> They're all right. waving. And they wouldn't let the staff outside of the hall because they were afraid they'd rip us apart <laughs> if we walked outside. So we had to stay inside because there were all these people. But what it showed us is the love of Claudia Surfer Tire. The total love for Tire that this is, we knew, we, we made a mistake. That's this easy. is you, there's no there's no amount you can plan big enough for a same shop. That's what we learned that lesson. So, but we were still in small mode because first of all, we then the next scene was 1990. We'll get us we'll get to the yeah. <laughs> 1990, and that we did, in, and we went upstairs to the Madison Square Garden, which is 20,000 seats. Wow. Plus, we had our four and a half thousand seats. We go for 25,000. Now we're going again. We're the first time you multiply from 1,200 to 5,000. That's four times. Right. Now we're going from. 4,000 to 20,000, it's five times. Yeah. We're really taking a risk, and the numbers are big, and we're, again, you know, trembling, trying to do, and, and, so, and also, there was no internet, there was no, you know, the people who were there were there. We did it in other cities, but there was no connection between them, really. And Baruch Hashem, it filled up. 20,000 people, 25,000 people. Packed. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden, the first time Madison Square Garden, not to us, Madison Square Garden, like, Wow, it's so beautiful. And that's when Rav Schwab spoke. Wow. And you had Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky in 1982. These were the who spoke at this, the Kloisenberger Rebbe. And in 1975, by the way, they made the, the seal to the, dedicated to the survive, to the Holocaust, to those who died, right. especially the children. And I'll never forget, when I can cry and say it, I hope I can say it, Rav Schwab, the last Masechta, the last parrot in Shazit Tinaikis, and Rav Schwab told the story of a man standing outside the gas chamber with his little boy. And his little boy said, Tati, did I do anything wrong to be punished like this? And everybody was like, just... You heard the way Rav Schwab said it. Rav Schwab went, you know, I mean, he, right. he, he knows, you know, he knew what he spoke. He grew up in Germany. He knew what, what he was dealing with over there. So, so the scene was always in there. Then we started programs for Kinderlach in schools to learn on behalf of the children who died in the Holocaust. Wow. And we have the whole, you know, whole program that we did each, each Mishnayas. Right. We had one time, we, had, we put out a book from uh, the Rishayim to Sinai. They should know what Shas is all about. Remember, a kid doesn't know Shas. Right. I mean, even if you learn Gemara, it doesn't mean you know the history of Shas. Right. Do you know who Ravashi was? Do you know who Rebbe was? 
This is this is a history, you know, to know the history. Shas is, is amazing. I gave when I spoke there at that uh, at the Seir by Chazak. So one of the things I spoke about is get to know the the Tanoim and Amoroyim, learn their lives. You can learn so much from them. They're, they're not just dry bones saying things. The same way that the Gemara is alive, let the Tanoim and Amoroyim become alive. Understand that when they said that. Why they said that, who they were. So you have these yeah. programs in the schools that in the are children schools, learning, and, and when they grow up, they're going to do Dafyomi totally, and totally. have a better grip on it. Uh, and they'll understand, yeah, where, where they're coming from. And you learn better, by the way. Your actual understanding, if you understand why the Brysa was written after the Mishnah, what the relationship between Brysa is, and what the relationship of the Gemara is to the Brysa, and you understand, you know, like one of the things, I'll give you an example. It says, the Gemara always starts with something very, the Mishnah says what seems to be a, a, a straight halacha. Right. And then by the time you get to the Gemara, it's some this, 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 <laughs> and it's some like far-fetched case, and you say, that's what they meant? And you understand it. And the answer is yes. Because if you know the history, you know that originally nothing was written. And they only wrote down what needed to be known. But the halachas that everybody knew, you didn't have to write down. Right? So I don't have to tell you before you make kids breathe. <laughs> you know, take a breath. So you should be able to get. You, <laughs> you got to tell me. I know that. So they knew all of the halachas. The only part of the mission is the part they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why the case is such an interesting case. And then the same thing with the Gemara. The Gemara assumes a certain knowledge, and the same thing with Rhyme. Until we get to our time, right. art school, right? They also assume you have certain knowledge, certain knowledge you don't. Right. Come back in a hundred years from now. There's going to be a. <laughs> there's gonna be a you're going to have to explain art school. You're going to have to peerage on the bottom. Nobody knows what art school thought. You know, but that's the history. So the kids now start to understand it. So when they learn, they're learning this whole different understanding. Yeah. And they see it's it's an yeah. integrated unit. It's not just like so so that was so let's I don't want to be part of Dafyomi Commission and Torah Projects. This is all part of it's all together. All together. Fiume, you know, it's Dafyomi Commission Torah Projects. We all work Amazing. together, hand you know, hand in hand and so the Pirate right, also works hand in hand. These, these are all the this is all the Torah division of Buddha. So Pirate and also we did for the Benos that when they came to see him, they did, they took on like Tillum campaigns. Yeah, my to, to, you know, to, to everybody got involved. We want all the kids to be involved. We want them to be part of it, right? They came to our family thing. Uh, very very much. So as we grew in our understanding, of we spread out ourselves. So in 1997, we already mm-hmm. see. Square was too small. Twenty-five thousand is twenty-five thousand. What's twenty-five thousand? So two things happened in '97. One is we took the NASA Coliseum out here in. Long Island. Yeah. And two, that's when we started satellite transmission. Wow. Now, if you know how satellite What was the numbers in NASA? So NASA was about 17,000. Uh-huh. What? So that went down? That, that was full. No. No, the 25 was... Oh, plus, plus, in addition to Madison Square Garden. Right, that's the overflow. 25 plus 17. That's amazing. And plus, for the The first time, because satellite technology is very expensive, because the way a satellite works, and this will give you a little science lesson, there's a curvature of the Earth. So if I have a satellite over here, I have to beam it to here, but it only goes this far. To get here, I have to have another satellite. Oh, wow. So you have to hire to go to, let's say... Um, it's, if it's not in the same time zone, you may have to hire a bunch of satellites. So it was very expensive, but we did it. We had in Los Angeles, we had in Chicago, we had in Miami, and each one had 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. It was, it started to <laughs> explode, but we're not done. Because then in 2005, oh, wow. we started going, that's already when the internet started to come in, and the, and the satellite got a little bit cheaper. That's when we started to go international. 
that's when we started to have Lublin, and in Europe we had sites, and we had sites in South Africa. We went everywhere, and in, in the United States, we went to Continental Arena, which was bigger, um, and then what happened is, very interesting, ten days before the Seum, the pressure got so great for tickets, we opened up the Javits Center. Wow. And we had another 10,000 people who sold tickets in one week. <laughs> Wait, how many, how many people were in the Continental? Continental was about another 22. Madison was 25. NASA Coliseum uh, at that time had <laughs> about whatever 15. I mean, and then, it's so hard to do one location, and, and, but I imagine oh, this is three at the same let time. Me, let me tell you something. Right, so, so we had an integrated program where part of the program was from Continental, part of the program was from, and that was nerve wracking. I cannot begin to tell you. I was involved in, in, in trying to you know, coordinate it. And, and we had we had it ready in case it does it fails because we never did it before. Backup. And the companies that we had, we hired a company um, that did international sports events. So they were used to doing this, but we had backup. We had an ex, a speaker ready to speak, or the speaker should case. speak twice as long oh, wow. in case the thing fails. And at the beginning, it did. For the next oh, five wow. minutes, uh, probably the, maybe the worst moment of my life. <laughs> you know, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Tom, as one that organizes events, I know yeah, the feeling. Is, right, like, <laughs> oh, Hashem, you, you know, you done it so well. It's really, <laughs> but, but Michael, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, wow. And, and, but Bar Hashem, it worked, and it was wonderful, and we had all of these other cities that started, and we started in this past team, up to 2012, oh, 2012. Right. Now, 2012, MetLife Stadium, Stadium. Uh, 90,000. 90,000. 90, in that life, plus around the, around around the world. world. Yeah. Now we were around the world because only the internet we're right. around the world. And we had a NACE. There was a NACE at the scene. A NACE because, at the scene. A NACE at the scene because That's it was America. pouring. Oh, I remember. I'm a witness to this miracle. Yeah, and pouring. And really pouring. How do I know it was really pouring? Because one of the things I was trying to take care of is when the Rabbanim came in, we had 1,200 Rabbanim there, and we had, and we were trying to wipe off their seats. I was doing that. Oh, you were, you were, you guys helping I was helping with the Rabbanim and all the Rabbanim and stuff. I was helping. And it didn't work because it was just too wet. At 7 o'clock, the sun comes in. The rain stopped. And the sun came out, and everybody said, "Where's Mashiach?" <laughs> <laughs> like this was a Mashiach moment. I'm a witness to this. You were witness. I'm a witness. Was that? Seven o'clock. It's pouring. Yes. It stops. The sun comes out. A beautiful starry night. <laughs> I was on the days I was there. I saw the rabbi and all the rabbanim. I saw that all the seats were wet, and we were. Yeah. Helping in organ- it was and, the- and then we had enough time to really dance, enough space to yeah. really dance. Because the other that dancing was, was the dancing was, was beautiful. Bar Kovim and Remy Singh, yeah, that, you know, for- it was just uh, you know, it feels like it was bumps. yesterday. Does it? This is 2012. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're already 10 years ago. And then and Bar Hashem, that was and this scene we did also. This scene we went back to that life. But freezing cold. <laughs> I say that there was two years of fights <laughs> because there were two options, right? One option was to take five different places. We'd oh, have to wow. take every place, which would have been very expensive and a nightmare of coordination, right. but everybody inside. Or should we take MetLife Stadium, which is outside, and chance it? Right. So I'll tell you another fun fact, the fun project, project fun fact, <laughs> that the snow season in New York is January 15th through March 1st. Wow. It rarely so snows. It rarely snows on January 1st. Interesting. Uh, yeah, rarely snows on January 1st. So we took a chance. 
And we took a chance, and I got to give uh, you know Ralph Reeder uh, pushed hard because yeah. <laughs> he's a, well, he, what, he's like the he was he was the, the CEO of the CEO, and, he, and you know he pushed hard against a lot of opposition. People were like very nervous, and we did it outside, and it was cold. I yes. won't uh, you know I can't deny <laughs> that. But it was forty two degrees, and it wasn't you know people it made it. The world, yeah, and yeah. one of the things that Full was, was so beautiful, we said that it was a beautiful Kiddush Hashem. I still got letters from people that say it changed my life. I had an interesting story. I get a call from a lady, and she says, I want to thank you for my father learning Shas. And I said, okay. You know, I thought she just meant to see my Shas. She said, no, 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 you. And I said, really? What happened? She says, remember, eight years ago, I called you up, and I asked you, my father at that time was 80 years old, and could you make him a chavrus to learn Dafyomi? And I got him a chavrusa. Wow. And he finished Shas for the first time at 87. So she called to say thank you. So I said, Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, uh, it made me feel good. You know? You can do it any time, no matter what age you are. No yeah, that's what right. So the lesson is. is it does not matter how old you are. The truth is, they're kids, they're, they're teenagers who have learned Daf Yomi. You see, you go to Shir, my Any age. I started as a teenager. I tried three cycles ago. I was right. in uh, high school. And Baruch uh, Hashem, that's more or less the same time that Chazak started. So I did a few Masechdot, a few Trentites, and then uh, the following cycle I uh, started as well, and then uh, Baruch Hashem, I got married, so uh, it was a little bit... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we yeah, got I, I, Wait, I, wait, wait, But this time around, Baruch Hashem, we're strong. We're I going full force. Yes. Somebody complained to me that he only learned brachas, he dropped out every year after brachas. The joke used to be, Bo Shabbos, Bo Menucha, right? When Shabbos comes, you know, rest comes, and uh, you drop out. Aaron Bechlau, totally. Yeah, it's one of the hard. So, so I remember I spoke, spoke with a certain rod, and he says, and what's so bad if you learn brachas every seven and a half years? That's a huge compliment. Right? So, what do you, so what's the alternative? You learn nothing? Right. You know, what do you, and if you learn 700 block? Whoa! I mean, uh, before Dafyomi, 700 block. Who would have thought of learning 700 block? You know, so it doesn't matter. Anytime you go to the shir, go to the shir. Right. If you're going to miss, you miss. What's one got to do with the other? You know. So there's really that's you know we have to get that into people's minds that any daf is a good daf. All daf, you know, every daf is a good daf. Any daf you can make it, make it. Any daf you can't. I don't think we mentioned that this past year outside for the freezing cold, which was meant like yeah. but there was an additional stadium of Barclays. Oh, so what happened which there? How many seats over there? 15,000. 15,000. Oh, yeah. And then there was this, online all over the world. The same well. thing happened. So two things happened. The same thing happened two weeks before we ran out of space, and I, I cannot tell you what it's like to be in the office. When people call you up, I can relate because people were calling Chazad because we have a lady right, and, like, and we got a bunch of things. What do you do when a lady starts crying and says, "My husband has been learning for seven and a half years, and I promised my children, oh. and, and you know, how could you not?" You know, we did have a nace in one of the previous Siuma. I remember in those days. Now we could track it because the obviously the technology better. We couldn't track it, and I remember we'd lost forty-seven uh, tickets. Went out, nobody knew where it was. Somehow they didn't know where it was. And a week before the seal, it was found in an apartment building in Borough Park under a radiator. Wow. It had been sent out three months before, and somebody happened. It was sitting there for three months, somebody noticed it. And I cannot tell you how many people, 47 people I made, so you never know. People come over and they say, that I thank you for good. People and they actually said, I thank you. 30 years ago, you got me a seat. I'll never forget it. But it goes the other way, too. Before I get too happy, I, got a, I have a person who told me I'm mad at you for 15 years. 
So I said, what did I do? He said, you couldn't get me a ticket 15 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> I won't forgive you unless you get me this time. <laughs> so, you know, this is a life event. This yes, is, is every single person who goes to the Sino shops will remember it for his whole life. Whether he learned that from that, doesn't matter. Right. I mean, uh, we hope he does, but it, but he will be transformed. So I wanted to ask you. So we discussed the growth of that. Yeah. And I want to say one more thing. Yeah, we'll get sure. that. And then I want to ask about the life transformation. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, sure, so sure. I'll say one more thing. And this about is the growth. this is something very, very, very important. Um, what we did this year, we never did before. We made an offer that any Holocaust survivor who wants to come will give a free ticket. This past scene. Not this, this past scene. scene. This scene. This past two thousand twenty. And we gave, and we had hundreds of, and, and, and along with a second ticket for anybody to, obviously they're elderly people, they have to come along with something, so a second ticket for a family member, and then we made a, the MetLife Stadium, 50 Stadium, available to them so they could be warm inside, and one of the most powerful moments of the scene was when they all marched out onto the field, and, and they sang on the imam, like they sang it in the camps. And I remember I just read a book with this, a, a woman wrote a book and she wrote about the Sima Shas. Mm. And she said, I went to the Sima Shas and that is our ultimate, that was our revenge. Revenge wow. that I went through the Holocaust. She was even in the <laughs> gas chamber and, and it, it malfunctioned and she, she got out, which has only happened wow. twice. And in Auschwitz, Leiden, and, and she, she said this was this is how people, this is how the survivors saw it. So we don't you know that they the the, the the power of the scene and just one more thing, we talk about the growth of SIEM. Yeah. So this time we had online over half a million people, but we also had all over the world. We had, and these are cities that everybody knows how we had in Minsk and Pinsk and Zhitomer and, the, and the, you know, we had in Bialystok and all of the Ukrainian cities. We had all over Poland. We all over, I don't remember you know, when it was this or the one before that where Rabbi Oban went to uh, Lublin. Lublin, that's right. right. Where, and we've always made yes. the sure to have a seam in Lublin. That's amazing. And show that's so where it all started. That's where it all started. <laughs> and we're not going to So the seam is unbelievable, it has grown, it will continue to so grow. What's, what's the next scene? What, what are the plans? You're having a doctor. So <laughs> I'm still recovering from this scene. The truth <laughs> is, and we have to all, the entire class has to thank the Rebani Shalom because COVID was already in the right. air. People wow. knew about it. Had it been one month later, we would, there would have been no scene. That's so true. It was wow. one of the most amazing miracles. Miracles, literally a miracle that it was January first, January first, February first, or March first. It would have been. We've been. It would have been. That would have been. No, people. Would they would have closed down a second. As it is, we got the day of the scene. We got from the, a few days before. We got from the FBI saying the incredible th threats. We had to. Have, they had. A, they had a, a meeting. For, to make sure the security of 170 security agencies. Wow. The security, I was told, of the CMHS was the second level security, the one below a presidential visit. Oh, wow. It was the highest level because obviously you put 100,000 Halogen Jews in yeah. one place, there's the, the forces of Tumar and Tappi and the, the threats. But they said, interesting enough, they said it was easier to secure MetLife Stadium than it is to secure something in the city because you could put a no-fly zone mm. and you could, you know, cut off highways. So they were very, you know, they were very um, happy and that about the security and it was something that people and Yitzhak Hashem, what we're going to do next time, um, you know, let's talk next year. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anybody watching that can build a massive I mean, stadium all, for we, a million people. We already have that, like, we already have Barclay. We'll probably take potential. Uh -huh. I mean, that last year, what I probably is going to have is probably a Met like plus the five state in right. internal. Right. But, because there is no, there's only one Met Life. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I like it's the biggest, I guess. Yeah. Or, or we'll build the big tent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
But you mentioned about the security. We all know about the Kiddush Hashem, the sanctification of God's name, and how everybody was very thankful to them, and how they said, usually we have people that are drunk, and they're going crazy, they had all these games, and people were so respectful, that, and thanking them, and appreciative. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I, I remember he was standing next to, in, back in, in the days of uh, Madison Square Garden, there were two, and they were davening. Oh, the they way it's so quiet. And there's a hunt. There's, you didn't feel that as much in MetLife because there was no roof. But in, in you know, in Madison's grass. So, so it was, and, and the guards were standing there, and they were like, they were just in awe. They were just in awe. They, yeah, said, they said, we've never had this before. And I remember the people afterwards, the head of MetLife Stadium, we had a party afterwards, obviously, to celebrate. And he told us, he said, Rabbi, you know, we all felt holy. And this was not a Jewish person. But he said we all felt so holy that night. We felt this was this was different. This was special. We were the first event in MetLife Stadium. Then they said the Super Bowl was that year, and they said that they used us as, as to practice for the Super Bowl to learn how to do it right. Wow! So they learned from us. They said we learned from you how to run an event. Look at that! So we were the very first event in MetLife Stadium was the was the 2012 Seymour Shots. And God willing, will, but but the main thing the Seymour Shas, and it seems wonderful, right. but Tachlis is, is change our lives, all the better people. people, and to take upon ourselves. So could you tell us a little bit about people that I'm, I'm sure you have uh, so many stories? Yeah, for yeah all so, years. so I was thinking, I'll just you know, I'll just tell you one story that, that made a rush on me. There, were, there was a courtroom, um, and there was a lawyer uh, in the courtroom, I think it was downtown Brooklyn, somewhere in New York, and, and there was a lawyer who was that in between sessions. The lawyer was sitting and used to learn Dafyomi by lunch. So everybody would go out and they'd run around, and he was sitting with his deaf. And after a certain amount of time, the judge came over to him and he said, I want to offer you to become a judge. Wow. And he said, like, What are you talking about? You don't know me. What are you talking about? So he says, I see that every day, when everybody else that goes to do their frivolous things, you're sitting with your Gemara and you take it so seriously and you're studying the law, that's the type of people we want on our wow. court. <laughs> so, so if you think that people who aren't, I mean, a person who learns the daf, I, I remember my daughter, um, she's now in her 30s, I remember her telling me once, she says, my childhood, remember you sitting at the table with your chavrus learning the daf. The kids see it. The wife sees it. The the, the, the friends see it. And everybody sees it. And it's it. never been so easy to do the daf from you know ever before. You right. Mention art school. Yeah. Besides for art school, there's a there's masifra. There's shirim online as well. I'm saying there's so many different. Uh, there's, right, and now there's online. Yeah. There's apps and. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, it's You know, we're going to come to Shemayim, and they say, um, you know, we know you didn't learn the daf. Um, I didn't have time. It was very hard. You know. Oh yeah. Did you ever hear of this one? That one? You heard about it, but you know, <laughs> it's going to be really rough. <laughs> you know, we're not going to have all the excuses are gone. I'm you, <laughs> you know? I have some of the most interesting guys that you would never believe in, there, in the world that they're learning anything, but they're learning the daf. The it's daf amazing. Is. It's unbelievable, and they would, you would never tell. Them. And Baruch Hashem Chazish made a revolution, and we commend you and Abuda and all those that are involved with making this historic uh, <laughs> Daf Yomi. Uh, you know, it's, it's who knows. It's Neis Hashem Leisazos that he put in the mind of Rameir Shapiro. And there was another uh, person at that time also signed, came up that was in the Jewish Observer. There was somebody else who also 
suggested just, I think, they said that Mayor Shapiro had the best voice, so he got to, he got to say it was his idea, too. You know, so, so the whole, it's, it's 100 years, you're right, uh, we have to come back and celebrate the 100th year yep. coming up. But, it's, but I would say we, we estimate conservatively that over the years there must have been millions of people who've been involved in the DAF. Um, there was on the, one of the, so there have been interesting places where they've done the DAF. I mean, everyone knows the Long Island Railroad, you know, yeah, the, the famous the, the shear, shear right, that they yeah. had a Long Island Railroad, and there's the pictures we have from the 1980s and 90s of people sitting. Um, there's, there's been people learning um, on cruises to Alaska. Somebody <laughs> told me that he was there on a cruise to Alaska, and the highlight, he didn't say it was Alaska, he said the highlight was the DAF. <laughs> he, was, he was involved and he went to Alaska. So, so the DAF has really been, it's, 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 it's portable, it's everywhere, it's in your brain. The most interesting Chavrusa I've ever heard of just ended a year ago. It started in Auschwitz. Oh, wow. There were two people. He sent me a, he sent me a letter about it. Uh, I think his name is Pollock. He, he, they learned in Auschwitz the entire time in Auschwitz. They learned the Daf together. They, conti they continued in the DP camps. They both moved to Borough Park. They continued in Borough Park. They stopped a year ago because one of them oh. never went blind. Oh, couldn't wow. So all but, these years, but they said years, for 80 years, in, uh, 80 years. So there have been con in the constant. It's hard for us to even imagine having the the Yeshiva Das. Is that? I mean, you hear about people that they go on business trips and talk to people. They come home at 12 o'clock at night, and they say, "I got no choice. Yep. If you want to learn how to learn at one in the morning, there's only one way to do it. Either you say Shir, because you know that <laughs> that's the only time you can concentrate, or you have Daf Yomi. That's you got to you got to do your Daf. You're in trouble because mm -hmm. you miss one Daf. This one day, two days, you you know you <laughs> you can't do it. You just gotta keep going. So so, but can you imagine they learned in Auschwitz. So if you want to talk about mysterious Navish, people, I, I there are people who I've seen go to their chabrus during snowstorms, and they you know people have learned and they learned in in, in, in Warsaw ghetto. You hear about Dafyomi. The Dafyomi is, is just but recently during COVID, even during COVID, yeah. there is Zoom sharing, there is so many you know ways for people to continue, they continue to even though it was so difficult for them. Right. So, uh, Rabbi Becker, this was amazing, this was so inspiring, so uplifting, and I'm definitely, uh, you know, obviously on a personal level to continue, and all of our viewers are going to either continue or jump in the van wagon. It's never too late. You could jump in head first. Never too late. Never it's too never late. too little. It's <laughs> never too late. Never too so little. So we have a minute out of uh, a custom at uh, our Torah Talks program, which is one final message for our broad audience, Rabbi Becker. We had so many amazing insights and uh, history of Dafyomi. Well, what could you, uh, one final grand slam for us? <laughs> just, I was just thinking of a story that my, it happened to my brother. My brother lives in, in Eretz Yisrael. He used to live in Tel Aviv. A rab, a rab, a, in a, Tel Aviv? He used to live in Tel Aviv. Oh, in oh. So this story happened when he was in Tel Aviv. And he was going to the, he was, he was in a taxi. And if you're, you know Israeli taxi, they're great. They're, you become friends with the driver. <laughs> so he sees, that this, this story happens about 40 years ago, and he sees that he's, the, the driver's an older European man. <clears throat> and they spoke in Yiddish with each other. But he wasn't wearing yarmulke, and he asked them. I'll say it in Yiddish, and I'll translate it into English. He said, "Vanim kim Yid. He says, "Where are you from?" You know, that's the mm. first thing I always say. Where are you from? So he says, "I'm in a city near Vilna." So that's like my asking, you, "Where are you from?" And he said, I'm, "I'm sitting near Kew Garden Hills." Right. So you're from Kew Garden Hills, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not far from you. Know, I'm near Kew Gardens. You know, you don't say that. He said, "From." And he thought that was very strange, but okay. So he, he, a couple times he asked him, he tried in the middle, he kept giving this answer. 
Finally, at the end of the ride, they're best buddies. You know how it is wow. in the ninth grade? Yep. And the Yid turns to me and says, I want to tell you the truth. It's a sign from Radin. And as a small child, I grew up in Radin. And I read it in the city of the Chavetz Chaim. And I remember when I was 12 years old, all the people in the city, when the Chavetz Chaim walked in the street, all the people in that street, would, everybody would stand up and we'd all just look at the Chavetz Chaim. The Jews and none, everybody just wants to see the Chavetz Chaim. The Kedusha, the holiness. Wow. And he says, I'm embarrassed that a Yid that saw the Chavetz Chaim shouldn't be wearing yarmulke. I want to tell you where I'm from. That's what he told Wow. Not the end of the story. So I had the schus of speaking uh, in Cincinnati. I was at a, Shabbos, a good Shabbos of physic, and I was introducing Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, the great Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and after I told the story as an introduction, and my story was that, you know, we have Rav Shmuel speaking, make sure to listen carefully. <laughs> so, so Rav Shmuel, the, first he takes me and then puts me down, he says, okay, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> we had Rav Shmuel right over here, I remember right. we were introducing yeah. to, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so Rav said, you said that the man was embarrassed, he said, how do you know after he saw your brother, maybe he did shoot and he put on a yarmulke? So who are you to say that he, that he didn't do it? Maybe he did. And that's the lesson I think we had from the Dachyami, what we said before. You know, we, we look back at the Chafetz Chaim. I remember when I was a Bach in Yeshiva, there was a man, uh, he used to sit, a regular man, but he used to sit in the front of, and the Rosh Hashim, he used to say, give cover to them, and he saw the Chafetz Chaim. Wow, I just seen the Chafetz He saw the Chafetz Chaim. That's, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. So I think that when we take a look, and we were talking about knowing the Tanayim, knowing the Amorayim, knowing right, the Gemara, right. and we say, you know, I'm just, whatever age you're at, you know, I missed it, I didn't do it. So I, we have to take Rav Shmuel's lesson. It doesn't matter. No matter how old you are, you can always put on the yarmulke. <laughs> you can always put on the yarmulke, <laughs> so and you, you can always, you always learn the daf, and every daf you learn is a, is a, is a victory. <laughs> yeah, there's a famous story from Moshe Feinstein, the boxer story, we Rebbe Fran told it at the seal, oh, right, that, right. that they asked the Shiloh if you're allowed to learn to make a seal on one daf. Yeah. Because there was a man who was a boxer who did tshuva and he learned one daf and then Nebuch he was nifter. And Ramosha said you can make a seam on one daf. So every daf is precious. If we do the whole, the whole 207 that's great. If you do one, do one. But it's all part of the daf and part of Klaw Yisrael. And we're all in Klaw Yisrael together because the daf yomi is the great unifier. Wow, Rabbi Lagish Becker Shlita. What inspiration, what chizuk we just got. Uh, listen, that was out of the world. That was yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing. The way the Dafyomi movement has grown and continues to grow. Continues to grow. We're, out of, we're only in the middle of the right. story. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. We haven't even started. hundred years and we haven't started. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh had you the a good and Rabbi Becker should continue to spread to our Yom to the world. Thank you. I have to thank you for helping me get on Torah anytime. I want to say public. You were one of the people who helped me do that. But we want to thank Torah anytime for their partnership and a good and you know every single Tuesday night Torah talks with special guests. Rabbi Becker, we really enjoyed very very much. We want to give a shout out to Daily Giving. A dollar day goes a very, very long way. We want to remind everyone uh, to join us Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with special guests, various different topics. And uh, we want to thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Amazing. Wow, that was so inspiring. That was really inspiring.